going to say fuck more. Yeah, you say it more. I got to say it less, yeah. apparently. Offset. All right, we are live, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the show. Sorry it's late. We actually had a bunch of troubleshooting issues on our end. We had to try to straighten out. Uh, let's get the show started with our new video intro. Please enjoy, everybody. Jordan. think that was if that incredible man. if that doesn't make your acorn wiggle then i want you to leave go ahead and sign out right now god that yeah, was I mean, that was hype it, it took me like an hour to kind of line up all the highlights with the actual <laughs> music <laughs> i mean you did a great job Wayne. that was amazing that was that was killer that, i mean that gets me going dude now, i know you guys are all tuning in right now you're excited to see us by the way i'm wayne g in case you can't see the name <laughs> i'm here with sully jesse we're the three infinity sports podcast I thought you guys wouldn't jump in. All right, so they didn't want to jump in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I know you guys are tuning in. A lot of people, a lot of excitement for this episode because we had Ronnie Fields is going to be on the show today. We did have a little bit of technical difficulty early on uh, doing some pre-show stuff. We couldn't quite get his video working. There's a hurricane or something right now in Chicago, so they're having some issues with you know Wi-Fi and things like that. So the video wasn't working, but he said his phone's working. So we're gonna give him a call in a little bit. You know, we have a few things to go over first. Obviously, first and foremost, we're not gonna try to rush through it. But obviously, if you're watching the show, we are on Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Every Monday and Wednesday live. You can see the three of us, which is amazing. Or last week, the two of us, because uh, Sully had better things to do. Sorry, guys. Work. Jeez, priorities, right? Uh, If you do miss any part of the show or you want to listen to it again, obviously you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, however you prefer to listen. And again, I say it every episode. I'm probably going to keep doing it for the end of time. I need to change the times and the RTF thing. But um, (laughs) the iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, you can check out the show there. And you can interact with us. Aside from comments on the video itself, you can always reach out to us at Infinity Sports Podcast on Facebook at infinity sports podcast on instagram jesse runs the twitter account it is at sports infinity five so he'll be arguing with you more so than me if you want to argue with you know the star of the show then you want to go to the first two <laughs> if you want to argue with the guy who did the least fucking you want to argue with then go to that one yeah um so yeah definitely thank everybody for uh, tuning in obviously you know we're gonna get to ronnie i do have a cool video intro for him as well um so that'll be really cool to get to and then we'll have him on the phone he, we have a bunch of questions for him i know a lot of people have some questions about ronnie i know brandon's very excited about this episode he mentioned it to me so without further ado again we're not gonna waste a whole lot of time let's get into the news Oh, I did it right this time. All right. So I got the background <laughs> up. I did the fade out. Perfect. All right. We're, we're styling. <laughs> Wayne, just before you jump into the first news bit, I want to just mention, you know, you mentioned our, our friend Brandon Combs, who is a, a host of another podcast and a big portion of RTF Sports Network. Anybody that is out there watching us, whether you've watched us before, this is your first time or you're a fan from our first episode. Please know that you can comment throughout this episode. We're going to watch. We're going to go ahead and watch and see. We'll probably see those comments just a few seconds later, but please interact as often and, and as much as you want. Also, yeah, sure. the biggest news of the day, folks, Jesse Bissonette's birthday today, folks. Make sure you give him a big birthday shout out, boys. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's, it's our unbirthday. So a very merry unbirthday to you, Dan. Oh, man. What's an unbirthday? There's 364 unbirthdays per year. There's only one birthday. Oh, you're right. You are right. I mean, that's just a day. You've never seen Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Everything's a movie reference with Wayne. Every- <laughs> had her in the March here. They're singing a very merry unbirthday to you. Oh, okay. Cool, man. All right. All right, 
All right. So, hey, you know what? I'm not even drunk this episode. I just surprised. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. All right. So let's get jump. Big, 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 big news, right? Is that the Big Ten, we got this announcement, the Big Ten was canceling. And then all of a sudden it was like the Big Ten's like, hey, we haven't voted on it yet. So like this news came out, they were canceling, and now news is coming out that they didn't vote on it. So there's no definitive they're canceling. But I think, are we pretty sure they're going to cancel? Oh, I'm sure that they're going to. I'm sure they're going to make that decision. But I woke up at like six this morning, uh, you know, for my birthday song. And uh, it seemed like Buck was trying to let everybody in the world know that they had already made that decision per his inside sources. So it doesn't look concrete yet. Sully, what are you hearing? Yeah, I heard, like you guys, I heard there was a vote. Um, and then Nebraska and I think Iowa. Iowa were the two teams that decided to stay to stay playing. And then now I see this quote from Scott Frost that says, if the Big Ten doesn't play, Nebraska is going to still try to find a way to play football. But again, I don't know if it's a real quote or if it's just a quote somebody manufactured at this point with so many, with all these fake Twitters and things like that. I really don't know what's real news, unfortunately. Um, but it's, I mean, all signs, Mountain West just canceled, um, uh, I think about five minutes before we started the show. Um, so now that's another big conference. I, it's just we're, we're following that way. It, it just doesn't seem like anybody's prepared to take on the risk and the liability of, of a lawsuit from one of these kids if, if somebody does end up getting sick and, and, and develops this, uh, this said heart condition that they're all worried about. Sully, over the last 24 to 48 hours, uh, there was a big, big name player, probably one of the biggest names in college football, that came out and tweeted that he does want to play, and that is you know, the young man down in Clemson. Were you surprised by that? Uh, I, don't, I can't say I am, honestly. He seems like that kind of guy. I know Wayne doesn't really uh, isn't a big fan of, of Trevor Lawrence, but uh, honestly, I, I think that's just his personality. The guy's a competitor. He wants to win. Now, I've, I've been watching – Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields way back from their Elite 11. Now, you can watch the Elite 11s back in the day. I don't know if they still broadcast them or not, but they used to broadcast them a lot. And those two had great competition, and, and they still do. Justin Fields himself has mentioned he wants to play. Um, again, it's just more about the schools and if they want to take on this liability. And I don't think anyone's going to be willing to do that. Who are some of the biggest names we've seen already say they're not going to play collegiately? Uh, Greg Rousseau is the biggest one, the the edge out of Miami. Uh, he's an easy top 10 prospect, in my opinion, uh, arguably top five prospect. The guy's my number one overall defensive end, um, and he's said he's not playing. He's just going to concentrate on the 2021 draft. Rashad Bateman, the, the big receiver out of Minnesota, who's, again, uh, probably a top 20 prospect. Uh, I mean, it, it's just getting to be a long list at this point, and unfortunately – you know, these guys are just weighing the risk versus reward, and, and the reward's much higher to just train and come back and, and prepare for the 2021 draft. Yeah, there's that corner from Virginia Tech as well. And thank you very much, TSS. Yeah. Woo! He always shoots early. <laughs> He's always shooting early. <laughs> Ask his wife. <laughs> You'd know, Combs. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so I'm curious. I have this idea, like, if you're the chairman of the ACC, right, and you see the Big Ten cancels, the Big 12 cancels, the MAC cancels, Pac-10 cancels, if you're just sitting in line and wait, is there almost like part of you that's like, all right, all those CBS, NBC, Fox deals that were going to all the other colleges, maybe ACC tries to scoop those up for one season? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it or not. The Ohio State linebackers, God, his name's slipping me right now. I wish I'd have remembered it. He has come out and said – well, if the Big Ten shuts down, I'm going to transfer to the SEC, and I'm going to go play football. Uh, all signs point the SEC wants to play and will be the last conference to shut down if they do, uh, along with the ACC. That's probably kind of more where they live and, and their kind of views on the whole situation. But it, it sounds like, you know, a lot of these kids are thinking that way too, Wayne. And you know Saban will poach them boys. Oh, for, I mean, why wouldn't you at this point? I mean, the NCAA would have to allow them to transfer and, and let them play too. So I, I don't. I mean, it could be a lot of fun. Who knows? <laughs> Unless the NCAA just steps in and says, "You know what? Done for everybody. We're not leaving it up to the conferences. Y'all just done." <laughs> at this Ooh. point, why wouldn't they have already done that? Uh, maybe waiting for the big conference. Maybe again, the SEC in football is the big one. ACC in basketball, those are both still around. So yeah. I think if one of those backs out, that's when you kind of get that power. I guess that, that could be true, yeah. 
Uh, so aside from college football news, obviously, and, you know, cancellations, which suck. Obviously, we've got a bunch of stuff going on in uh, the NBA. We got the getting closer to the playoffs, seeing some of the games play out. I've watched a few of the games. The big thing for me, and, and I don't know if Jesse shared it. I hate not giving him credits. I know that he doesn't like that. But I've seen a meme. It was about Luka Doncic getting the, the triple-double, and he had, what, like 34, 19, and 14 or something like that. And I had actually commented on it. The only player in NBA history to go 20-20-20 is Wilt. But I think Luca could go 20-20-20. seems like that kind of guy. What a bright, bright superstar. I know this is Sully's boy, so I'm going to give him the floor. But what a scorching you know, player. He, he's on fire right now. I mean, he's just a, he's just a transcendent player like Wilt was. The guy's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, has handles, can shoot the ball, and has his court vision is insane. He's just everything you want in a player. So, I mean, the fact that he's dominating like this really isn't a surprise. I've been on the Luka train for a super long time now. I like big point guards. I like point forwards. I think that's the way to go in the NBA uh, and just get big and spacing and things like that. And he does all of that. Uh, I just think he's the perfect basketball player. And if I'm building a team, I'm taking him over Giannis 100%. Uh, he's, he's my first pick no matter what. Is Luka a better scoring uh, who's, who's the player I was thinking of? Uh, Magic Johnson. You know, when you're talking about that tall exactly. point guard yep. that can kind of do just about everything, is he a better scoring Magic Johnson? I personally think so. That's who I liken him to. I think that the comparison's easy. They're the same height. They kind of play the same. They like to both kind of get inside and then dish out or finish strong to the hoop. Uh, the only thing is Luca can shoot lights out, which, you know, it's his European game. Uh, that's, that's a huge part of the European game. And, and so he came in ready to shoot and also is a, is a big, you know, around the basket scorer. So you say better scoring Magic Johnson. I think better passing Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, but he's Dirk was seven foot. And so, but yeah, I guess that, I mean, the, yeah, that, I mean, that works too. I, I'm okay with that. An amazing international player. The leaps and bounds that international players have made over the last 10 to 15 years is incredible. It's insane. Well, and I'd said about Luca too. I know, uh, um, you know, Sully's a big Luca fan. I actually said when he came into the draft, I remember saying to people, I said, this guy is going to be a superstar because of the fact that he's been playing pro ball since he's like 14 or 15 years old. He was the MVP of a men's professional basketball league at a 17 and 18 year old age. So, when you're playing with men, we've seen it a million times. These college kids, they get to the NBA their first year, they get trounced because you're playing with men, you're going to get beat up. This kid was 17 and 18. He was the MVP of the league. So it's, you know, I was like, all right, he's going to come into the NBA and, and he's a lot better than I think people think he is. Yeah, he's definitely more equipped to handle the pace and the physicality. I was preaching that when he was coming into the draft too, as well. As well, when the fact that he was able to win an MVP in a league with grown men, where the league—I mean, everybody—yeah, it's not the NBA. I'm telling you, those European boys know how to play ball. They're not playing no soft ass shit over there. They know how to play basketball. And for him to win an MVP against grown men is totally different than anybody and what they're playing with in college. So I, I agree. I've been on his train for a long time. I'm a—I mean, I'm his biggest fan, probably. I know that you guys noted uh, my conspiracy. My conspiracy theory got blown <laughs> to shreds there because the Pelicans are now out of the playoffs and they barely played Zion Williamson. So uh, you know, we got the Pelicans out, we got the Kings out. So some of the brightest superstars not getting that push that I thought that Adam Silver was giving them. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know why you wouldn't play him. You're heading into the playoffs. I understand you want to be cautious. You don't want to ruin. This is your franchise, the future of your franchise. So I get that, but. I mean, it's not like you're tanking to get a great draft pick. There's nobody in this draft that is a Zion or a Duncan or a LeBron. There's nobody in this this draft. I mean, there's some good players, but are you really going to tank for any of these guys? I don't think so. Absolutely not. And I, I, I'm worried that they're thinking of – so the potential loss in revenue from not making the playoffs this year isn't as big – because you don't get all those home games and all those ticket sales and all those things like that. So they probably were like, you know what, we're going to chalk this year up, you know, kind of thing and not even make a push for it, which is really disheartening. Now, what about other news again? Because I know obviously I'm super psyched to get to the interview. We started a little late. I wasn't <laughs> sure if there was anything you guys really wanted to cover. I think we have to touch baseball. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that the Cardinals haven't played a game since July 29th, folks. It's August 10th. They haven't played a game in 12 days, people. The season's 60 games long. What is baseball doing at this point? Like, I, I mean, I get games are happening, but you have a single team now that hasn't played a game, and, and you don't have the ability to make up the schedules at this point. Like, what are you going to do? I, it's just a, it's a terrible, terrible mess, and I'm just waiting for the shutdown in baseball to happen now. 
There's certainly a trickle down effect that you're seeing where it's it's touching different teams and affecting their schedule. And there's absolutely no way that a team like this or even the Phillies are going to be able to make up these lost games. These are lost series. And, you know, 60 game season, you're talk- the, the Cardinals have missed more games than Joe Kelly. Exactly. It's just insane. It's just bonkers. I don't know what they're going to do. I honestly don't. But it's just it's a shame, too, because I was so excited for baseball. And it's, it's got Fernando Tatis is lighting up the league right now and it's so fun to watch the kids stealing bases hitting bombs playing defense tagging up from third on short fly balls he's so much fun to watch and it's just a shame uh that that we're gonna get it canceled uh don't you ever put that disrespect on Luka Doncic. <laughs> ever put that disrespect on Luka Doncic's name. Tony Kukoc in his greatest day of his life was not even half the player Luka Doncic is um all right so Obviously, everybody's tuning in who wants to see Ronnie Fields. As Let's I mentioned, we had technical difficulties. We couldn't get him on here in terms of a, a video. So uh, Chicago we're, we're weather. Is, yeah, we're just going to give him a phone call. We still have a bunch yeah, of those hurricanes in inland Chicago, Wayne. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, somebody said hurricane in New Hampshire. I was like, nah, Tornadoes. Nah. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll play a little video here, and uh, hopefully you guys can enjoy the video I prepared, and then we'll give Ronnie a call. And we don't have to play the video, but since I did spend time preparing it, you're all going to watch it. Yeah, let's do it. Atta boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. I'll to him, man. All right, so that was the – it's very choppy because I had to try to – again, that one I didn't do as good as the intro video. Still, I mean, the lift and explosion Ronnie has is insane. You don't have to do too much to uh, emphasize the skills that he had. He's a superstar. He could leap out the gym. Jesus. So we're going to give him a call now, and hopefully his uh, connection is nice and clear. Whoops. A legend in a city of legends. That's us, us calling Mike Fink. We don't want to do that. No, don't, don't do that, please. That'd be awkward. What's up, Ronnie? <laughs> Here we go. Ronnie's okay. Yeah, let's try this again. <laughs> We're going to uh, give him another call here, and, and hopefully he's all right. Just washing his hands. You can't do that too often these days. You know. Yeah, he texted me that he was uh, good for a phone call. So, see. All right, I'll try texting him again here. All right, let's. What do you guys want to talk about while I'm um, texting him? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, th- I think uh, one of the NBA players that we can talk about, and one of the teams that's actually benefiting from both the Pelicans and the Kings being eliminated and knocked out, is Devin Booker and those Phoenix Suns. You know, the Suns are absolutely on fire, and Devin Booker had yet another game-winning shot, and he had it over the Clippers, I believe. So that guy has uh, an immense amount of clutch gene in his body. I think he has the same amount of game-winning shots as LeBron over the last five or so years. So uh, a super young um, megastar and sniper for Phoenix down there. That's that's a guy I want to make sure we highlighted for a moment. Yeah, and not only that, the, the comment Draymond Green made about Devin Booker and having to get out of Phoenix and – 
things like that, and then getting fined fifty grand for it, I thought was pretty wild. I mean, I get like you don't want to the NBA doesn't want a player to talk bad about another franchise, but the guy's just expressing his opinion and. And I, I thought that was a little over the top. But, yeah, I mean, Devin Booker, obviously T.J. Warren needs a shout-out. The guy has just been a monster. I mean, like, legit, just a monster. He can't miss the sh- his shots right now. He's playing incredible. Tonight's matchup with him and Jimmy Butler, they already got a beef. And, uh, you know, so that should be a really, really good matchup today. Man, that's really unfortunate, folks. It looks like the weather down in Chicago is pretty bad. Um, are up in Chicago for me. Uh, but, you know, and so that that should be a really great matchup tonight. I'm really looking forward to see that game. Um, but, yeah, T.J. Warren's lighting it up, man. It's crazy. We did see the uh... – <laughs> <laughs> We did see the three finalists announced for the NBA MVP. We saw Giannis, LeBron, and who was the third one, boys? Uh, Luca? For MVP? Yeah, MVP. No, James Harden. Harden, yeah. So who's your vote go to? Uh, Anthony Davis. Giannis. <laughs> I, don't know uh, how, I don't know how he wasn't a finalist. I, I, I agree. He, he should have been the Laker finalist over LeBron. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I got to go Giannis. Um, I, I say unfortunately, but, uh, you know, he's the number one team or the number one record when, when it went down. Number one defensive team. His stats are off the, off the charts. Um if he ever develops a three-point shot, watch out, folks. The game's over. I mean, the game's over. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to go Giannis. How about you? See, I would, I would have to go hard, and I think you know the things that he's doing in the West, uh, competing with a much more competitive Western Conference, and he's averaging a good six to eight points more than the other two finalists. You know, he's averaging, I think it's 34, 35 points right now. So he's he's having a banana season. Um, the assist he's getting. I mean, I know it, nobody loves the way that he gets those points they don't think that he earns it going to the foul line as often as he does but if you don't like it then stop it um, anthony davis shoots a ton of free throws so i don't i don't mind it i mean good players get to the line they score any way they can mj shot a ton of free throws too so i i personally don't mind it either it's just really tough for me you know i'm coming around on the james harden train i think he's uh, becoming more and more of like a player i i like um, but I don't know if I could just put it over Giannis. I think what he does defensively really does set him over the top. Um, Speaking of Harden, we actually brought him up off the program uh, this past week, and I got I got somewhat heated, I think. Uh, and I, the question that I posed was, and I did see this online, I'm not going to give anybody credit but me, um, it was James Harden or Dwayne Wade. If James Harden were to get one finals MVP and one ring, does that make him a better overall player than the retired Dwayne Wade, that Chicago legend? Uh, yeah, this is a really good one. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud to say that I, I beat Wayne again in, in, in arguments this time. And, L- I won the argument. <laughs> and I won the argument. And I think this Bald. one was shut down. Uh, you know, Wayne will say no, but, you know, he loves to talk about, you know, per game averages and, James Harden outperforms Dwayne Wade in every single per game average, including steals. Uh, he is 0.2 less than him in blocks. Uh, however, he is a, a much, much, much better scorer. And I think if you give him the ship, which means he was able to lead his team to a championship and also win that NBA Finals MVP, which means he actually did it and won his team, I think at that point he has all the accolades in the world uh, to, to be a, a, and the statistics to be better than Dwayne Wade. Now, my take on it was this, was Jesse threw it out there. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care about either one of the guys. But I was looking at it, and I was like, ah, I guess, you know, I mean, between the two of them, it's close. I'll, I'll take, you know, Wade's better. And then it turned into this really long debate. <laughs> try, try pretty hard for somebody that didn't care for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Went again, for days. I, you could have scrolled admitted, for days. I fully admitted, you picked a hard side to defend, but that doesn't mean that you picked the wrong side and you lost the argument. I mean, <laughs> no, I just looked at it. I do think career averages matter, and their career averages are all very, very, very close. They're very comparable players. I just went with the fact that Dwayne Wade was three times all defense, and Harden has not been. Now, his defense has gotten a lot better, and you saw him D up Giannis the other day. It was incredible. It has. The defense has gotten so much better for Harden. It's not and laughable. Harden, and Harden's a three time scoring champion where Dwayne Wade isn't. So, so it's really. Oh, um, 
I mean, if your surprise team isn't the Marlins, you're not watching baseball. Uh, what they're doing right now is just incredible. I, I mean, I, I, nobody and it, nobody could have predicted anything like this. It's absolutely insane to watch. Uh, it, it's it's incredible, honestly. And I mean, I don't know. As a Rays fan, I'm pretty disappointed that we're eight and eight. I think our pitching's kind of not letting us down a little bit, uh, and I'm not a big fan. Um, obviously, I don't think Boston's playing that well um, either, but. You know, the, the East is tough. Um, and then, uh, honestly, I'm not a big fan of uh, what's going on in baseball in general, like I mentioned, and and the, the shutdowns and, and the delays in some games and then not being able to make it. One of the biggest things I'm a fan of about what baseball is doing is the seven-inning doubleheader rule could be the best rule in the history of sports and needs to happen from here on out. Uh, I think it's just absolutely incredible what what that has brought to the game. The it, the suspense it puts in a seven inning game is is bonkers. It's so much fun to watch. Now I'll say this too, before I uh, give my answer to Brandon's questions. There is that uh, I just got a text from Ronnie. He said, "Yeah, his phone is all messed up because of the whole storm thing." So he says he's just not going to be able to get on. He said he does want to come on the show, so he wants me to stay in contact with him, and we will reschedule it. So if you are tuning in for the Ronnie Fields interview, we do have questions, and we'll keep those questions for the, when he can make it on. He was on earlier, a little bit video, and it got choppy. It was really cool to see him. I was all excited. I was like, "Oh, it's Ronnie Fields on the screen." I know uh, it really <laughs> was. Kind of, honestly, too, bro. Ronnie Fields looking swole. Did you see that? Yeah, he's a big boy. Oh, he looked jacked. Like I mean, swelled up. That boy's neck. He was big. Ronnie's not taking day any days off. So one of the questions we were going to ask him is, can he dunk? I mean, if he can and he's that big, I'm going to be th- legitimately impressed. Well, so my strikeout. Out. Team needs a player. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Strikeout Beer? I love these guys, man. They, they watch every show. I got to say, I love you guys because you really you watch our show. You watch uh, Triple Shot Sports. I see you guys chiming in with a lot of shows. You guys are like the ultimate team players in RTF because they, they really are invested in, in the network and in all the different shows. You Insanely know what? supportive. And we're going to return the favor. You know, I know I've checked it. I've checked it out once. I, I haven't checked it out a bunch, but I, ha- I will check it out more, I, I admit. Um, but, yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. Obviously, we, we're all in this together, and, you know, we need to support each other. Hopefully the strikeout uh, beers guys uh, actually enjoyed Wayne's drunk episode. <laughs> yeah, was pretty, and you couldn't tell until about I want to say twenty five minutes in, and I really started slurring some words, and <laughs> I could tell listening to it. So just now, I guess just to kind of fill here, some more guys that now I'm seeing have have opted out that are huge names uh, from the NCA. Rondell Moore, the wide receiver, all around guy from Purdue, who is a. a a uh, unanimous All-American as a freshman. I'm sure you guys have all seen him. Uh, he's the kid who's pretty sure he's 5'9", like 160 pounds, but he can squat like 400. He's a maniac. Uh, Greg Rousseau, like I said, Mika Parsons now, the linebacker from Penn State, who's a top-five prospect in my opinion. He's opted out. Uh, it just doesn't look good, man. I just don't see any way we have a, have a season. Oh, yeah, the- Josh Jackson from Maryland's opt out. That's good news for uh, Tua's brother. Yeah, he actually did get cleared to uh, go ahead and play right away, so that is good news for him. Yeah. Um, while the NCAA doesn't look too, too promising, uh, what does look promising is the NHL. I know that we're seeing some of the first-round playoffs actually get uh, penciled yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I, ooh. Yeah, 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 I, I know, uh, you know the Bruins actually uh, are going to be set to play with uh, Carolina, and that series starts tomorrow night, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, I know that I want to see the Bees do much better on the ice than they did during these uh, preliminary games, but uh, very excited to see uh, playoff hockey. That's one of the better playoff sports that can be viewed, whether you're in the stands, which you can't be now, or you're watching on TV. That's something that has uh, had some supreme success due to the bubble up there north of the border. I mean, there's a ton of talk about, too. I mean, the Flyers playing the way they are right now is insane to watch. That team looks so good. Carter Hart is just incredible Shane Gossiver the ghost is is playing out of his mind right now uh so that's gonna be huge Montreal uh beating Pittsburgh <laughs> I mean nobody could have ever seen that happening so Montreal advancing is gonna be massive Tampa Bay now facing Columbus who if you remember last year Tampa Bay had the best record in any any NHL season and then lost to Columbus so that's gonna be a huge matchup storylines uh, 
Exactly. Uh, over in the Western Conference, the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks were my sleeper team, if you guys remember. I think they got a chance to do really well. But, man, All those come, veterans. Exactly. But to come up against the Vegas Golden Knights is going to be rough. I, I, I'm just super excited, man. I, I, I cannot wait. Uh, I love playoff hockey. I love playoff hockey. Yeah, the hockey will end up being very, very good. And what we did end up seeing, um, which could have actually garnered more and more excitement if it fell to a different team, but we saw the NHL do their lottery and the number one pick ended up going to the New York Rangers. And like we mentioned, that that could have ended up being crazy if that fell to, say, Edmonton or Pittsburgh. Um, you know, if, if one of those two teams would have gotten that top overall pick, I think the NHL would have been set on fire by some fans of the other franchises. Oh, could you have imagined? So the if for viewers who don't know, what happened is any team that didn't make the actual playoff and was knocked out had an equal 12.5% chance to get the number one overall pick. Which is bananas. That's like that's that's Gary Bettman bonkers. trying to get all his fans back. <laughs> that's bonkers. So this year, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name and forgive me, but Alex Lefereni, uh, I can't pronounce it. I'm not French. I don't know how to pronounce it is a generational prospect. This kid is the truth. He's Connor McDavid 2.0, apparently. He's he's the absolute truth. Uh, for him to go to a team like New York, you say it's not a huge team. I mean, the Rangers are still massive. It's still New York. It's still a big place to be. That's a massive coup for them. Uh, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah I mean, Brandon. hopefully they don't. I mean, I was actually going to bring that up, Brandon, so good point. But, I mean, with – their current goalie being, uh, you know, as old as he is, you know, we're talking about Henrik Lundqvist, you know, he has not looked good in some time now. So I don't think that's where you go with that first overall pick. Uh, like Sully's like Sully's mentioning, you can't pass up the generational talent. There's one or two guys that are up there that aren't a goalie. Um, so you either get a massive haul for that pick or you take that generational talent. And New York is going to be a great media spot for him. I mean, they'll be able to get him – you know, as much media as NHL will give their players. But uh, I just think that there's there were some other scenarios that would have, I think, made the NHL crazy. Like, uh, like I mentioned, if he'd have fallen to Pittsburgh, if he'd have fallen to Edmonton, two teams that already are stacked with amazing stars, then it would have been banana sandwich. Oh, it would have been. This, so you know why Brandon would take a goalie number one, even though it's not the popular thing to do? Because I was watching the show last night, and he said Wayne Gretzky's not the greatest player of all time. So – I don't know. Can we really trust Brandon's hockey takes anymore? Can we trust any of Brandon's sports takes? No, but the <laughs> dude has a show that's on three times a week. <laughs> I mean, good for him. Uh, the 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 ability takes some uh, balls to, to to say that Wayne Gretzky's not the best. It definitely does. I, I mean, I think everybody can agree to win in the NHL. You have to have a great goaltender. You just do, but you don't. It doesn't have to be the best goaltender in the league. He just has to stand on his head for six weeks, which a lot of goalies have shown they can do. Tim Thomas. Uh, that's what I mean. Like you don't have to be the best player in the in the world at your position. To Wayne Gretzky was a different level of greatness. We all know that. Nobody's going to even get into an argument like that with with somebody who thinks that. Who, who did Yet, you mention worked his best? Oh, Gordy oh, Howe. Gordy Howe. Okay, I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate that take, but I, anybody that's who does—that's a nod to the old hats. Yeah, it, but it, even so, Bobby Orr is better than Gordy Howe, so I, I don't. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but uh, if you don't have those two at one and two, I really don't respect your hockey. It, it's it's kind of just like set in stone, in my opinion, with those two. Uh, nobody's been better, but yeah. I appreciate the input. You, I, I'm always down for a laugh. Yeah, I watched the whole show. I watched the whole show last night. Tune into the show three times a week. And uh, they did that last night. It was a great show. They did all uh, goats, the goats in every sport. Um, And so it was interesting to see when I knew that Brandon didn't have Wayne Gretzky. As like, of course, they saved hockey for last. I'm like, I I gotta hear this argument. I said, there's no argument you can make. The guy has every record. Like when you talk about Wilt Chamberlain and stats, I'm like, hey, look at these Wilt Chamberlain stats. Pick a hockey stat that isn't a goalie or defensive stat. Just pick any stat. All right, Wayne Gretzky is the best stat. So it's, He's got all of them. Yeah, all of all them. Of them. <laughs> it's, and, and, and the, and the era he, the era he dominated in, too, is just insane. The stat that you could take away all his goals and he would still lead everyone in points is just insane. He just doesn't like Wayne. <laughs> That's actually a Sorry, good one. Wayne. <laughs> I actually like that. And and for all accounts, when you're the greatest, you get love for it. You get hate for it. Right? 
That's true. For all accounts, he was a cool guy too. All right, guys, I got a spontaneous basketball one here for you. Another comparison one. I know you guys love this. I'm going to try and see if I can pit you guys against each other again at their absolute prime. And I know Combs is a Chicago boy. I'm going to pick a Chicago boy here. At their absolute primes, Derrick Rose or Russell Westbrook? D. Rose. D. Rose. And I'm going to tell you, so this is the thing. is like I got to see Derrick Rose play in person. And to me, it was the most – amazing thing i've ever seen live at a basketball court anywhere it's it's the most amazing thing now he was playing against the celtics this is pre-knee injury pre-first it had to be pre-injury yeah this is like you know mvp season right and they were playing the celtics i'm not even joking he would take one dribble from the three-point line and then take off and his armpit would be in the rim i mean it was the most explosive player i've ever seen and he was playing against nba guys but he looked like he was an nba guy playing against men's league guys like it was i I can't even describe it it was just amazing to watch in person doing it in his hometown is just insane too i mean i love the the guy seeing him win that mvp seeing him challenge lebron for as long as he did and playing as tough as he did in chicago with guys like you know joakim and luol dang oh mama bear (laughs) (laughs) mama b Uh, I actually. Oh, Durant, my man, Durant. But uh, I, I don't know though. I, to be to be fair, that's not one of his craziest takes. Uh, we don't know what D Rose would have been, and I agree with everything that you guys have said. D Rose was, I mean, he was a generational talent. He was everything we wanted and more when he came out and and just was putting on a show. I mean, for all we know, with his work ethic, he's already developed a not a good jumper, but you know, he had to develop into more of a guy who, who could shoot the ball and not attack the basket because of his injuries. But still you would think he may have done that anyway. And if he develops a shot, I mean, the guy's insanely scary. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely one of the most exciting young players I was watching in the game. Um, I love to see him. I hated to see the injury happen to him. He's like, he's actually on the Detroit Pistons now, and that's the team that I follow most now. So he's had a bit of a resurgence. He'll never be the guy he was pre-injury, um, but when we talk about NBA players that um, had amazing uh, career paths prior to injuries, he's always a guy that comes up. You know, I know another guy that comes up is Penny. Um, possibly that's a better Matt argument. Like Penny or D Rose? I think that's a better argument too. Because you guys say D Rose there? Or? I, I thought Penny was going to be the the face of the NBA. Like over Jordan, like he was just trending so high, and I mean his explosiveness, his passing, he could shoot. And he could play defense. He was six seven. And he was a point guard, but he could score thirty a game. He was just—he was not even hitting his stride. He hadn't even left the block yet, and he got hurt. So it's—but he looks like he was going to be the best player in the NBA. You know my affinity for big point guards. So I, I'm a huge, huge, huge Penny Hardaway fan. Also, you know I'm a Magic boy from here in Tampa, Orlando area. Big fan so, of Muggsy Bogues. Nah. <laughs> So, so I, I'm gonna take Penny in that situation because I think he could do everything that D Wade could or that D Rose could do, but he could also shoot and he was six seven and could defend and things like that. Um, but I, I agree with Wayne. I don't think we ever saw Penny in his prime, unfortunately. Uh, I think we saw him right on the cusp of that, and, and he wasn't able to get there. Oh, just so I don't forget, real quick, did you guys see Luca was nominated for Most Improved Player? Yeah, he said. I, he said I don't deserve to be um, nominated for most improved player. <laughs> How is that even possible? He should be there for MVP for sure. I mean, if you're I not gonna, you have to put Anthony Davis in there. Put Luca in there. I, I didn't. I didn't. How could improve from? I mean, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like shit. Yana should be in the most improved as well. Yeah, it's well, just you know, a slap in the face. They're both getting scarier. Well, it's just like one of those situations in Major League Baseball where you have a guy who hits, you know, 280 with 30 home runs and he's like seventh in MVP voting. And then the following year he hits 330 with 40 home runs. And like, hey, most improved player, man. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. He, but improved it's... on the season he had before. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the criteria. His MVP shares from last year. I bet Wayne G was his mom's favorite. Speaking of the best players in sports, I'm surprised. <laughs> Oh, Bo Jackson, I'm guessing. Autocorrect. Yeah. What a, what is who's this idiot? <laughs> <laughs> now this is a uh, uh, my sister. So obviously, uh, thank you for watching and for joining in. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Autocorrect. Oh yes, we got it. Oh. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, Bo Jackson is um, on our cover art. So I guess yeah, you got we've got nothing else going on right now, right? Throw so, the cover yeah. art up. Throw yeah. the cover yeah. art up there. 
Yeah, let's throw up the cover art. We'll take a look. And I, I tweaked it a little bit. We do need to, we do need to add something hockey in there, I think. We got, oh, we got, Gretzky. We got Gretzky in there. Oh, uh, touche. Yeah, there he is. Oh, whoops. I didn't take down my sister's comment, so it's blocking everything. All right. Comment. Come on, Stephanie. All right. There we go. All right. So, yeah, we got Gretzky. Um, we got the uh, Brady, Jordan, Kobe, Trout, and, of course, Bo Jackson. Yeah. I mean, it'd be better if we had Victor Hedman up there, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Victor Hedman, oh, God, I hope he's okay. Say, is he out for the playoffs now? I don't know. I, don't, I guess I'll look. I've been so afraid to check the news. Uh, he, if you hadn't seen, of course, uh, Wayne hasn't seen, but Victor Hedman was just skating. <laughs> Talking to his way doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah I uh, care. Was just skating backwards, turned and fell, and looks like an apparent ankle injury. Um, and then beat the shit out of his stick and, and everything on the way out, which isn't a good sign, obviously. Um, so I'm just hoping that his injury – there's no real news yet. Yeah, no news yet. So I'm just hoping it's not anything serious, man. That'd be such a huge loss. Yeah, I certainly hope not. Yeah, I mean, we really hate to see the Lightning not go far in the playoffs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> go Bruins. Um, God, I actually, I actually did want to get you guys' take on uh, NBA players who are getting injured right now, and they play for the same team. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So both of them have uh, all but been ruled out for the remainder of the playoffs. I know Joel Embiid's more recent, uh, but Ben Simmons is going to have some surgery and be out for what they say is is the playoffs. Now, is it time to split these players up? Can they coexist on the same team? Does this Philadelphia 76ers team need to take the long approach? I believe it is uh, Elton Brand that's the GM of this franchise now. Um, is he going to take the long approach with these two superstars? You know, after already moving on from Markel Fultz, if they split them up, it's for money reasons. It has nothing to do with their their games don't contradict each other. They have games that complement each other. I mean, Ben Simmons is a passer who's a slasher. Embiid is actually a shooting big man. Like he can shoot threes and he can kind of play away from the basket. But he also is great down low. If you ever watch Embiid on the block, he looks like an old '90s center. Like he can play back to the basket. To me, he's the best big man in all of basketball. He has the ball handling skills, the shooting skills, the rebounding skills, the defense, the scoring. There is nothing that he can't do except stay healthy. So a healthy Joel Embiid, to me, is in the argument for the best player in the NBA. But the guy plays 35, 40 games a year. I mean, what are you going to do? And and as far as the Ben Simmons, though, just like I said, to reiterate and answer your question, I I don't think they split those guys up because of playing reasons. I think it's going to be because Simmons is going to get $175 million and they can't keep both of them. See, I think they have to split them up because of what you said. Both of them play maybe 50% of a season, and you can't you can't have that. You can't have two superstars that are both kind of struggling with injuries at their own times. And Joel Embiid has just proven to be a glass jar. I mean, the guy's just – he can't stay healthy no matter what he tries to do. I agree. His talent's insane. When he's at his, his best, he's, he's really tough to defend and play against, but he's never at his best. He's at his best maybe once a month, twice a month, and, I mean, that's just not good enough. Uh, so I would let go of Embiid uh, strictly because of the injuries. I would I would trade him for whatever I could get. Not whatever, because I think you could get an obviously massive haul. But I would get something out of him to better Ben Simmons, and I would develop my team around Ben Simmons. Now, my only argument against that is that, like I said, you said they're both unhealthy a lot, but when Sim, I mean, uh, when Embiid is healthy, he there's nothing he doesn't do well. He does everything well. Yeah, but he's when not Sim- healthy. When Simmons is healthy, because he's not healthy either, can't he can't shoot. shoot and he can't play defense. So I would say you want to invest. He made in all, he made made all in defense, my opinion. I could have sworn he made all NBA defense. I don't. I don't know about that. But I could have watched. I watched him. Watch, watch him have a hard time DN people up when they when they guards people that are better. Like he can guard. I mean, he's six nine. How can he not defend? There's a lot of six nine guys that can't defend. LeBron six eight, he can't defend anymore. Well, he's, I mean, defend point guards. I, I think, I, I don't know. I think Ben Simmons offers more value in today's game than Joel Embiid, more so too, just because Joel Embiid's playing less games. I know they're both injured a lot, but Joel Embiid's injured more. So I, that's just kind of my take on it. I, I agree. You can't keep them both money wise. And you can't keep them both because they both get injured a lot. So you kind of got to pick your poison. And which one are you going to pick? I just probably pick Ben Simmons because I just think he's easier to build around. 
I don't want to monopolize over here, but I do have one last hypothetical. But if you guys have somewhere else you want to go or something else you want to bring yeah, up. Bring, hey, we got nothing. What ifs? Let's hear them. All right. So the one last hypothetical is, and this one's going to touch close to home. Um, we all know who the final three uh, Hall of Fame uh, entrants were supposed to be this year. And they're going to hopefully continue to be the, the only three going in this coming year. And that is Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. Rank them. Oh, God. Kobe, Duncan, Garnett. Uh, Duncan Kobe Garnett. Ooh, man. Ooh. Kobe. Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming at all. So I mean, they both have Kobe five guys. They, I, I think I what know. separates Duncan is he's he's the clear number one at his position. Um and so I would I would probably I just would take Duncan, I think, and I think he's dominated at two positions. Uh obviously everybody knows I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I love the guy more than any other NBA player on the planet. I think Tim Duncan's a better overall basketball player. I did not see that coming from you. I knew this one was going to be hard for the both of you to answer because of your affinity with, you know, Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. So I wanted to see where you guys would go. I honestly thought you both would have him first, and then the arguments would come with where, you know, Timmy D or KG. There's no argument with Duncan and Garnett. Honestly, to be fair, and I love KG. I think he's um, incredible, incredible. It's Duncan, Kobe, and then KG. I think the only thing that KG does better than both those two players is talk shit. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and KG so sure. can talk shit. Kobe talks mad shit. Yeah, and you he's, know, don't be wrong. KG's going right. Yeah. yeah, you just can't compare another power forward to Tim Duncan, in my opinion. You just can't do it. There, you're never. He does it. What? Yeah, Dirk may shoot better, but Tim's better in the low block and plays infinitely better defense. Kevin Garnett, yeah, you may say he plays better defense, which I don't think he does, but then Tim Duncan shoots better and plays better in the block. So, I, I mean, it's just his all-around game was, I think, some of the best we'll ever see ever, so that's why I'm really high on him. I can't remember who it was I watched in the interview, if it was Chris Webber, but it was some big-name power forward, and he was talking about how the hardest player he ever played against was Tim Duncan, and he said because, you know, he goes, the, you, he has ice in his veins. He's, there's yeah. nothing you can say to him that rattles him. He just plays the game he goes he goes i remember we started the game and i said some really awful stuff i was making fun of his mom and his, you know, his family and i was really going hard at him i said he was soft i said you know he's, he's an embarrassment and, and uh he responded by just giving me 36 and 22 so <laughs> he, just, he didn't even he didn't even flinch and, and that was who he was i mean he was so i mean God, the big fundamental i mean he just that his his backboard shot haunted me, you know, because I've been a Laker fan forever. It just haunted me from every night when he would do that turnaround and right off the backboard and it'd go in every single time. Speaking of C-Web, Wayne, you know, he was a guy that we had tossed around in that segment that we'll eventually get into, and that's the Hall of Fame or not. Do you guys know that Vladi Divac is in the NBA Hall of Fame and Chris Webber is not? Well, I think that's to do with international play. I mean, I don't know what Vladi did over in Serbia before he came to the NBA. I know I he's mean, not international versus collegiate. I mean, Chris Webber went to back-to-back NCAA championship games. Yeah, but there's a so there's a collegiate Hall of Fame and there's a and there's a basketball Hall of Fame, and and it's it, it counts international play and the, so the basketball Hall of Fame doesn't count any collegiate. No, because there's oh, a collegiate okay. Hall of Fame. No, that's not true. Because Jim Calhoun's in the uh, basketball Hall of Fame, the Smith Basketball Hall of Fame. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess yeah, well, I'm, I, I thought I those things would because there's a separate one because there's a separate one for college specifically. So I, I just wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, Vladdy Weber, twenty-one, ten, and four, and Vladdy's in the NBA Hall of Fame over Chris Webber. But he had ever, his his international career is definitely what separate and put him into. I'm assuming well, he's most known my, for getting traded for Kobe. And the only <laughs> yeah, uh, my favorite trade of all time. The uh, the only thing that I think hurts Weber because I didn't realize this too. I saw his averages because we all know that's what I really go by. And when JV and the uh, FBAS community, he asked, you know, players that have twenty thousand points that are eligible for the Hall of Fame that are not in the Hall of Fame. I said, oh, well, Weber's got to be one of them. And he said, nope. And I looked it up, and Weber has seventeen thousand points. So I said, how do you average twenty points per game for your career and play as long as him and not have twenty thousand points? He got injured a lot. I think that's the only knock against him. He, he definitely did. Five players in NBA history have averaged 20 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. Wilt, Larry Bird, Elgin Baylor, Billy Cunningham, and Chris Webber. All those players are in the Hall of Fame except for Chris Webber. I hate baseball stats. Hate we, all know, we all know Billy Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad we picked four assists instead of five. It's a nice round number. Yeah, um, exactly. Nice round <laughs> number. That's why it's a baseball stat, man. It's like, hey, you know, only eight LeBron, players LeBron average stat. 11 and a half points per game or more. I mean, come on, man. 
<laughs> How many games did he play, too? Uh, How many games? I mean, certainly. I got it. Well. Oh, let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get, no, 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 no. Oh, you got it up there? That's yeah, that, that 831. Sorry. Only one player in history averaged 30 and 20 for his career. <laughs> God, hey, I boy, hate Will. I just want to take a second. I want to take a second to thank everybody who did comment. My family, Wayne's family, Sully's family, nobody cares about them. But all of our fans out there, Combs um, and TSS, where, you know, we've got Strike Up Beer as well. Um, anybody that did watch and support us, we know that, you know, you as well as us had better expectations for this episode, but uh, Mother Nature had different plans. So we're certainly going to get Ronnie back on here. We all are dying for that. I know Wayne is just he's, you know, shaking with excitement because this is a guy that, you know, he's excited to, to ask questions about somebody he watched back in the day and heard about somebody who's ranked right up there with Kobe Bryant. So please stay tuned. If you watch this today, hoping to see Ronnie Fields. I hope you liked um, our ability to recover um, and give you an on-the-fly show, um, and you liked our chemistry, and you will go ahead and tune in when we do finally have Ronnie Fields on and every other guest that we're going to continue to have on because uh, Wayne can let you know some other great guests we've got on the way. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie's definitely going to be on. I mean, he messaged me, he texted me, and he said, listen, I'm going to be on the show. I want to be on the show. It's just right now, the, everything with the weather, that's the reason his connection was bad and we couldn't get his video. He said his phone was having an issue connecting. I, I get it. Okay. Obviously, it's disappointing for us. We'd love to have – he is going to be on. So uh, definitely we'll look forward to having him on and asking him our questions because he is a legend. Uh, coming up next – or this coming Wednesday, so in two days, we're going to have uh, Coach Scott Fields on. He has his own podcast, the Coach Scott Fields podcast. He worked with the Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. He's been involved with FIBA for over the past 15 years. So we have a lot of questions for him. We'll see if he can handle the heat. They're really about his career, so we'll see if he can really answer them. We'll see. Hopefully, you can. I know a lot of them are just opinion-based questions that honestly we just want to see what what his NBA mind thinks about the situation. So uh, hopefully, he doesn't take these too literally. Like we need definitive yes or no answers or things like that. I just kind of want to hear what he's got to say about it. Uh, he's been around a lot of great players, worked under a lot of great great NBA minds, and it's going to be a really good interview. And then the following Monday, we got Silk Cozart. So I mean, we we got a huge guest. You know, he was on Blue Chips. Um, uh, white men can't jump uh, a ton of movies so i mean it's it's a really exciting lineup we got so hopefully you guys stick and stick around and catch these guests we got coming yeah we'll talk to silk definitely uh, about his movie career because obviously he was in blue chips not as a player he was a player in white men can't jump he was a football player in the movie three to tango with matthew perry and nev campbell his name was uh, kevin something or other but he was the he was a running back. Was he? Um, oh, he's, I yeah. thought he was listed as wide receiver on the credits. But they called him uh, the Ponderosa. And yeah. uh, the thing is with – Tale too, I believe, so, which is a Reggie White movie. So. so the thing is, and we'll talk to him about it, is that he was actually an all-state football and basketball player and got a basketball scholarship. Um, so one of the questions we're looking forward to asking him, tune in to see what he says – is I've heard that Wesley Snipes can't play basketball for shit. I've heard and that as well. <laughs> since Cozart was an all-state basketball player and played in college, I want to hear his take on how bad Wesley <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be really whole, That one's going to be exciting. He had the whole Blades hand the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, I guess uh, I'll throw it to Kenny because I've given everybody else a chance the last couple of weeks. Actually, no, I'll let you guys do it because I have to find the Kenny picture. and. Of course you time. do. Yeah, I know. I'm totally unprepared because I'm just uh, not. Kenny, we're going to get right. uh, 200 likes on this episode or what? It's over. <laughs> over 200. Okay. Ice.